Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm your host, Sherry McMillan. Today, we're exploring the topic of protecting your family business. Now, obviously, there is a lot of thought going into planning around our family businesses because there have been statistics and studies done that some family businesses are lost in the third generation, and this is unfortunately very common. So today, we've brought on a guest of our program, Greg Shannon from Miller Thompson. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. Now, you're a practicing lawyer in this field, and ultimately, you have a great deal of experience in tax and law in these areas of family business. And why do you think it is, Greg, that some businesses are lost in that third generation? Well, a lot of businesses don't succeed because the uh, business succession and the family planning is just not simply uh, looked at as an important facet of the business itself. Business owners need to look for the next generation to provide for smooth transition so that they can maintain the value of the business and actually hopefully increase the value, provide financially for the outgoing family owner, spouse, and to provide for proper levels of ownership on a go-forward basis without disharmony in the family. So business succession is a, is a must in terms of promoting family harmony and fostering continued success of the business for all of the stakeholders involved, which include the owners, the employees, the suppliers, customers, financial institutions, and ultimately the family members who are working and not working in the family business. I would agree with you. It, it is exceptionally complex, this area, and there is so much to contemplate as a business owner, and business owners are typically exceptionally busy, and frequently they neglect this area, I find, Greg. I know in the years I've had the privilege of working along with your firm, uh, we have found that business owners actually do not have the understanding either of what is possible. And I think our hope today in the program is to share with those listeners what is possible. And, and the great part is there are solutions. Exactly. And there's many possible successors in the, um, in the business transition to the next generation. It may not be the next generation, actually. It may be other employees or management where the next generation is not actively involved, they're sort of behind the scenes, maybe on the board or not on the board, but they are the benefactors of the company, they're just not actively involved. So there's many ways at looking at uh, the stakeholders and how they should uh, carry on the family business. Now, I'd like you to define from a legal viewpoint, if you would, Greg, what you determine as a family business succession plan. Like, what is that in a, in a legal sense? The concept of business succession planning is, is actually quite broad. There's the tax issues to look at. There's the continuity of the business to look at. There's areas to look out for in terms of how you want to transition the business. The commonly used estate freeze, which is basically freezing the value of the current generation's assets, shifting future growth in value elsewhere, i.e. to the next generation, a combination of the current generation and the next generation to employees or management, and using a state freeze is usually a flexible approach. One facet of an estate freeze is adding the, the complexity of a trust into the estate freeze to further protect the family business and allow for a number of tax planning initiatives. Now, I know in my experience of working alongside you, you also have a great aptitude, in my opinion, of describing for many the fact that you're actually building another form of infrastructure to give support to that business to have a successful succession. And one of the thoughts is a lot of people think 
business succession is only about tax planning when in fact I'd suggest a lot of it is actually to do with legal planning. Exactly. The approaches to um, transitioning a business really revolve around the estate freeze itself and there's a number of approaches that one can use. There's the tax deferred rollover approaches where you have share for share exchanges, withholding corporations, there's transferring of property to NUCOs or partnerships, which is known as the drop-down approach. There's payment of stock dividends that can be um, used. There's transfer of property to a, a general partnership or a limited partnership. And ultimately, transfer of property to a trust, which can result in many tax planning uh, benefits. But the advantages of a state freeze are, number one, shifting future growth to the next generation in an orderly manner. Number two, deferring taxation of future capital gains that would otherwise be taxable on the death of current generation owners. Number three, multiplying the use of the enhanced capital gains deduction. Number four, crystallizing the use of the $750,000 capital gains deduction. That's done through a, through a trust as well. Reducing income tax on realization of future capital gains. Dividend splitting and reducing income taxes on distribution of dividends. Reducing future income tax on death by use of a wasting estate freeze. Allowing for liquidity in, a, in the estate. Complementing succession planning with splitting of capital appreciation and insulation of capital for creditor protection purposes. And when we talk about the trust later on, that is one mechanism that is used to protect the assets of the business in a trust. So it insulates the assets from creditors and from compulsory succession schemes. And I think a lot of families have a misinterpretation of what needs to be completed. A lot of people have a a belief, I would say, Greg, that it's simple. And, you know, they've seen their parents transfer their estates via, let's say, a will. Uh, in history. And, you know, that was very traditional in the last 50 or 25 years. But the fact is, when you're a business owner, you have a lot more to contemplate on what choices you have. And if you don't legally prepare it appropriately, the wishes and objectives that you have as as a business owner may never be met. Exactly. So there's many key legal documents involved in succession planning. You mentioned one of them, the will. That's just one of the uh, documents. There is powers of attorney which need to be considered, especially in the event of incapacity of a, an officer or director of the corporation. Family trust deeds, unanimous shareholders agreements, corporate share reorganizations and the use of rollover agreements. Those are all key documents that need to be considered. Getting back to the estate freeze, we talked about the advantages. We should probably at this time briefly talk about some of the disadvantages and how they can be overcome. Certainly, Greg. So... The disadvantages of an estate freeze are, number one, there's an appearance of a loss of control by the outgoing generation, but there are ways to minimize that loss of control through the issuance of different classes of shares. The freezor's estate no longer grows and likely shrinks. There's a facing up to family issues way sooner than later. There's a concern regarding the children's future, And a lot of times, the children or the grandchildren, as it may be, may not be actively involved, and it may only be one of the children or one of the grandchildren actively involved, and the rest are silent. So there's issues that play around that. There's additional complexity when you're dealing with an estate freeze, additional costs. It may be difficult to accomplish if some of the beneficiaries, family members, are living in the United States. 
So if that's the case, there um, is cross-border planning that must be looked at, and that's a very important issue to, to consider. Most, but not all, disadvantages of an estate freeze can be duly addressed through the use of a family trust, appropriate corporate structures under the corporate reorganization mechanisms we spoke about, and finally, by adding in a very well-drafted unanimous shareholders agreement to cover off all of the rights and obligations and duties of the parties. Greg, I think a unanimous shareholder agreement is exceptionally important, especially because a lot of times family members are influenced by spouses. Would you mind describing legally what that agreement really is? Well, the basis of a unanimous shareholders agreement is it's a, a legal document executed by all of the shareholders and the corporation that is binding on future shareholders. And it's not a public document, it's a private document that's signed by the shareholders in the company. And it can be tailored to very specific individual circumstances and situations. And that's very important for family businesses because there's all sorts of different attributes that are at play. Typically, in a unanimous shareholders agreement, there are sections dealing with the operation of the business, the board, board meetings, committee meetings. And then there's a section dealing with the sale of shares, and rights of first refusal, piggyback rights, drag-along rights, which are used on sales, as well as a buyout on death section, which is usually life insurance funded. And the life insurance funding can be actually very complex and it can be very simple depending upon the circumstances. You can have the situation where the surviving shareholders purchase the shares from the deceased estate or you have the corporation redeeming or you have a combination or a crisscross purchase. Shareholder agreements also deal with maintenance of the company and shifting in control as well as their staged buyouts during lifetime after death. There's the impact upon payment of dividends but most importantly, there is a certainty for the client, for the children, and for the successors in the family business. Now, when we come back from the break, what I'd like to explore with you further is the arena of trust planning that we can consider as families. We do welcome you to our website as well if you have further questions. It's strongroom.ca. I'm Sherry McMillan. This is The Strong Room. <laughs> 